Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Salutatory pleasantries and welcome to yet another edition of TV Talk here on theworkprint.com. I'm your host, the ever-inimitable Robert J. Kajowski, and I am flanked by... Norton. And we're here to talk about the second episode in the final season of Kevin Ken Back Himself. Or Kevin Ken dot 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 himself, or Kevin Ken asterisk 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 himself, because I've seen all permutations of that. Uh. But uh, the second episode, uh, episode entitled, or titled uh, "The Way We Were," which is an interesting, interesting title because the only title I know that themes from is a musical. I've never seen the musical; I just own the vinyl. Isn't it a movie? It could have been the way a movie. We were was a movie with Barbara Streisand. It could be based on a musical. I just know that I have the album to it, and I know I remember the title itself. Oh, I don't know if it's a musical. It could be, yeah. yeah. I know it's a movie called The Way mm-hmm. We Were. So we start out basically with... And they're trying to intimidate Neil. That, so I mean... So they decided that the best way to go with Neil is to sort of gaslight him a little mm-hmm. and to kind of say, like, look, you can tell Kevin whatever you want, but he's not going to believe you. There's no evidence that we tried to kill him, and that's pretty much it. Well, yeah, they even went as far as to say that. Uh, oh, like he tried to. Yeah, kill Kevin, Neil's yeah. the one, and obviously with that much a trauma to the head, I could see where anybody would be like, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Eh, I don't know. Neil's, Neil's a, a little character. He, he seems, at least at some points, like not as much last episode, but this episode going through. It seems as though he might be a little smarter than he lets on, but not um, not qu- like not too too smarter. It just seems as though he's not completely oblivious. I mean, obviously, the whole point of the show is to explain that everyone besides the main character is deeper than they appear mm-hmm. originally. Originally. So, I mean, if this show had been allowed to go on for more seasons, I imagine each season probably would have been a character a different character coming out or, you know, blossoming as a character. So the only one that's left really is the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure if they're going to try and handle the father by the end of the season. I think Or if so. they're just going to be like, fuck it. I think. But I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if the father's kind of the the final straw in a weird way. I feel like Neil is, this episode at least, is almost the precursor to Neil being turned on to the idea that maybe Kevin's not a good guy. Maybe mm-hmm. he's not a great friend that Neil seems to have thought he was this whole time. Yeah. I mean, Neil tries repeatedly to tell Kevin about him being in the hospital and him being in pain and he even outright says like Allison's trying to kill you and Kevin is just completely oblivious to anyone's issues but his own you know again he has been shown to be and proven to be a narcissist and this episode proves no differently but I think for once Neil is kind of exposed to that narcissism in a way that he maybe didn't notice it before I agree maybe he was complicit to before in a nutshell that's basically it um we also deal with at the very beginning we deal with um kevin now he's rocking something that is very unbecoming on him which is like a weird 
punk jacket because he wants he has oh because of the Worcester wild wild, wild dude wild dude, wild dude. Wild dude. but dude. the thing is that it's also to put on an air for this wild dude because he has an interview with the Worcester uh, Gazette or something, something like to that, that. Local, local paper, paper yeah. yeah local rag which um, again is a very diminutive term to any printed newspaper but usually that's what people call local papers so whatever write-up I figured that he would have in the local paper is not going to really be anything that important but apparently he has dominion over Worcester so it doesn't matter. It's not the Boston Gazette or anything like that. It's Worcester itself. I mean, you can grow from a local celebrity into more. And I feel okay. like the show's general theme is that everybody not necessarily underestimates Kevin, mm -hmm. but perhaps doesn't realize how, quote unquote, powerful Kevin really is mm -hmm. in terms of his ability to grow his yeah. influence. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, this is another one of those like proxies for Trump type things where it's yeah. this terrible person that becomes well known for something stupid and, you know, slowly builds on that. Yeah. It's also a bit of a a treaty on the whole, you know, celebrity aspect of like, mm -hmm. who is a celebrity? Why do we consider them celebrity? Did they do anything? All he did was make a very stupid campaign commercial mm -hmm. and shoot a guy in his house. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, and that has given him carte blanche to now decide that he wants to be a local celebrity and he's mm. going to throw himself full force into that. Now we also see Neil, who has uh, a new haircut, not by his choice, obviously, yeah. just to fix up his head because of the stitches he yes. had received. Um, so you had said when we had seen him the last episode that he looks... I think you. I think you phrased it personally that he looks like a neo-Nazi. I mean, it's not. He, he doesn't have a fully shaved head, though. He looks much more menacing. So like, I would yeah, say it's very menacing, and I think that's on purpose because again, yeah, he is becoming a bit more of a realized person. Mm -hmm. And you know, in the beginning of the show, he's this kind of goofy, lovable doofus sidekick of Kevin's. Yeah, and you know, part of that is the hair. Is the you know the weird like i guess it's kind of a mullet but not quite it's just long hair i wouldn't yeah, even say like, mullet you know, but the thing is it looks very unkempt so it's, it's fluffy though like it's, it's weird because it's not you know it's not like yeah. greasy long no, hair it's like no. weird fluffy bouncy long hair yeah it's not like length. it's like sh like kept straight though it's it, like, very, it looks it's like somebody out of airheads yeah and, it looks you know, like well yeah that's true i was gonna say brendan fraser's character was kind of like that. He had yeah. that long, yep. almost rock and rollish. Yeah, so it's like the friendly hair. long hair as yeah. opposed to like you know, dangerous long hair. Mm -hmm. And again, it's one of those things where the show beats you over the head with the idea that oh, you know, when you get a haircut, a lot of a lot of women, funnily enough, in shows and even if you take the Britney Spears incident for what it is, you know, changing your hair in a drastic way is generally an idea that something is bad like something has happened or mm -hmm. perhaps you are trying to uh embrace some kind of inner change inner growth yeah. um it can go either way i, I feel agree. like usually it's a bad sign mm -hmm. but sometimes it's a good sign you know you had elliot from scrubs who cuts her hair and then becomes a, a more or wants to be a more self-realized person mm. uh in this case neil is kind of forced to sacrifice his hair mm -hmm. solomon style or not solomon what's the guy's name 
Samson. Samson style. And as a result of this, he is now a more kind of, he's sort of a darker figure now. He has this weird inner turmoil that seems to be happening, which is hinted by this song that keeps playing every time they show him. Yeah. It it reminds me of that stupid uh, long weekend shit with the Thurman. Where it's like every time he would see alcohol, uh, he would play the Thurman. The Thurman, yeah. So it's like every time Neil is around a situation yeah. that reminds him of what caused his trauma, he has that kind of weird, dark, foreboding music. When Patty confronts him, like, so he ends up becoming Kevin's assistant because Kevin's a dick. And yeah, Kevin's he wants like, to put on oh, an air yeah. of uh, being important. So Yes. So he's like, oh, he's like, you know, I want you to go get my hat. And Neil goes to the storage unit to get the hat, which I think Allison steals, funnily enough. Because I know she grabs a hat and then she grabs the baseball card. Mm. And I didn't think that was the hat, but my guess is it was the hat. So he was he was tasked with going to get this vintage, uh, what's their ball team? Red, Red Sox, Sox probably hat. Their Red Sox hat. And he comes back, he's, uh, what's her face? Patty hears him, I guess, running around upstairs going crazy. So she comes upstairs in a really weird scene. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, oh, he's like, I got to find this hat. Like, Kevin told me to do it, and now I can't find it, and blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, having a whole meltdown about this shit. Mm-hmm. And she kind of is worried that he's going to, you know, tell Kevin about the whole tried to kill you thing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he does do this later on in the episode, but to no avail. Yeah. Kevin just kind of laughs it off as like a ha, 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 my wife is trying to murder me type shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but the scene is weird only because Patty kind of has this moment of like, are you okay? Like, do you need help? And Neil just basically like rejects her, kicks her out. Yeah. But he's like, he's so, I don't know. I just, I feel like he just, he's so weirdly extreme out of nowhere. Yes, I mean, this is... Like, I do not understand it. If you're actually going on what could be true, and if, like, down the line, if they had further seasons planned, then they were to uh, go on more or less one aspect of a person, like, as a through line, that would make sense. Um, Because this episode itself was very Neil-centric, more than anything else. We do see Patty, and we do see a bit... Well, we do see Allison, but we do see a bit more of uh, Patty's relationship with the detective Tammy uh, Tammy, uh, because Tammy excuses herself and she says like I have something to do I forget it was something it sounded like family oh so Tammy ends up coming over to Patty's house Mm -hmm. like Patty returns from the hospital lays down on her bed gets to relax for exactly two seconds before the door knocks and Tammy informs her that the power has gone out at her house and it's cold. Yeah. So she wants to stay there until, like, the gas company gets back yeah. on. So, you know, Patty's like, okay, fine. And Patty's a very weird character because, again, she doesn't seem to know how to handle intimacy well. She doesn't seem to handle trust well. Mm. She doesn't seem to handle, like, anything well, really, emotionally mm-hmm. speaking. She's just very disturbed and broken. And so, you know, Tammy, being a cop and being an observant person and a detective, kind of gets the hint that Patty's not comfortable having her in the house. Patty kind of has made it very clear that having her at the house makes her do things that she wouldn't normally do, like clean. She eats Chinese with chopsticks, even though she's very clearly bad at it. I thought the cleaning part was in part just to 
maybe surreptitiously bury any evidence, but the thing is, where would evidence be? That's what I don't get either, because they play the music like she's trying to get away with something. Like, she has a book she tries to, like, donate, quote-unquote, and I'm like, I I don't understand this. Technically, I would think those books don't mention exactly what they are. I thought the one was the County Monte Cristo, but... Maybe. I don't know. But I would think one of those books would have possibly been, like how to get away with like not the tv show but like a book on maybe like if i were to do this or how to something that would help them in their journey of trying to get their whole ordeal allison patty's ordeal something that would maybe jog a a thought of them getting out of this whatever they're in this jam that Mm. they're in i would think just because if i was reading if that's the first thing i would possibly want to do i mean allison clearly goes to the library yeah, but like it's less, like, but she can't find out information on that. Tammy has seen her reading this book. She literally tells her, like, "Oh, you've been reading this book for a while." So maybe she just is trying to do something that's out of her nature. Also, Patty seems to have, or not seems to have, but this is a good example of Patty's low self-esteem because several times in this episode, when people bring up things that they know about Patty based on what she has said, she seems genuinely surprised that they ever listen to anything she says, mm-hmm. which might be kind of an overarching theme of being in Kevin's wheelhouse because obviously Kevin doesn't listen to anything you say. So maybe they're used to being treated in a Kevin style and when other people in their life have paid attention, they're just like, what? Yeah. I mean, mean, that's part of what I think Tammy reads as emotional issues because Tammy's like, I know you don't like cashews. Mm -hmm. And Patty just kind of sits there and almost takes offense to the idea that somebody Mm -hmm. has thought of her and is considerate. Yeah. I mean, I also took that as well. Her freaking out because this is dealing with she's dealing with somebody who's and keeping semi close to somebody who's very observant. Now, the last person you want in your life is somebody that's observant if you're trying to cover up something major like i I know somebody who's trying to kill somebody and then we also know that somebody who tried to stop her or like hurt her that person who tried to kill we hurt too and sent to the hospital and then also she was like selling drugs for a while Mm -hmm. i mean again her relationship with tammy is very tricky because she likes tammy clearly Mm. but it is a cop and it's a very hard to be with a cop when you are a criminal or have Mm -hmm. been a criminal i guess yeah Uh, the other part that comes up is when allison mentioned something that patty had said Mm. i forget what it was but patty also seemed like weirdly surprised by the fact that like somebody again allison would remember something Mm -hmm. that she said which is probably the only nice thing we've seen from allison honestly in the whole series yeah she's mostly a dick like on the level of her husband but <clears throat> it is nice to see that she does pay attention to other people. Uh, Allison, for her part in this episode, is basically concerned with trying to figure out how to fake her own death, that, which is why she seems to want to contract a private detective. Yeah, to she do brings, this. I forget her name, was it Cynthia or I, for whatever reason in my head, I have her Cynthia. Aunt, so apparently, this lady's her aunt, which yeah, I didn't she realize. claims that it's um, her niece. No, I think they are related. I think that's actually her aunt. No, I know, but this is the first time at least I remember hearing about it. Yeah, uh, unless, unless it, we didn't pay attention in the first season, which is possible. Because uh, the well, the first season, it's been it. a while since I've, again, i seen it because I would only review it um, for the work print. I usually, unless I truly love something, then I'll just watch it once, I'll review it, and then mm, I'd hate to say it because it's going to sound not necessarily the kindest but i'll forget about it if i want to revisit it that's one thing but 
to the best of my recollection, uh, Kevin, I didn't revisit the first season at all. Um, but she might have mentioned it within the pilot because you see her aunt in the pilot, but she mentions it to the private eye. And so uh, obviously it goes from there, they go to raise funds for what they're trying to do. That's by going in the uh, the storage unit yes. so to fetch some stuff. So the private detective basically tells Allison when she tries to kind of talk to him while her aunt is out of the room that mm -hmm. he won't talk to her unless he has a $350 like retainer, mm -hmm. I guess for the whole confidentiality thing, or maybe he's just that, a dick. and it's private eyes. I mean, I'm not not saying Trying to any, make their money. saying anything against private eyes, but I mean, at least what's been portrayed um, in media and stuff. Private, you're only really a private eye if you've done something on the police force that hasn't been above board or anything like that. That's why you're demoted to private eye, or that's why you become a private eye. That's uh. seen. A lot, a lot in the media. I don't know the the veracity of. I mean, private eyes do tend to be either retired or possibly. Like I would. You said, I like mean, it sounds like disgraced. I mean, you have to be. Apparently, you have to have worked in law enforcement to become a private eye. Like, well, I would think so. I mean, you got to have. I uh, would think possibly to a lack of scruples if you're eh, going to. It depends. I mean, again, it's it's the. It's the image versus the reality. Like, if That's you look true. at Veronica Mars, the father is a private eye only because he is ousted from the police department because he's not corrupted. Because mm. the rest of the police department is corrupted corrupt, and he tries yeah. to expose the corruption. That makes sense. And I think they framed him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's why he winds up dishonorably discharged or whatever the police do. I mean, I, I would be surprised if private eyes are not as interesting as the media makes them because well, anything's not as interesting because i've heard the same the thing point. for like forensics if you do yeah, like no, forensics, forensics people think oh it's got to be like um csi, uh, CSI and yeah, stuff no. like that and they're they like that a lot of what we do is just is a, a lot of what we do is desk work yeah. and especially if you're dealing with um, certain types of forensics yeah. we got to study photos this 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 and this there is no facial recognition thing that you can throw no. a picture in there is no fingerprint database that you can do like half the shit they do in those shows is just ridiculous mm. bunk but anyway but so yeah. in order to get the 350 dollars allison decides to hawk something of kevin's yeah and her aunt suggests that because Kevin decided to put some stuff in the in her ex-husband's storage bin, yeah. why don't they go in there and like find something to hawk? Mm -hmm. And Allison knows that he has apparently a very famous, very valuable, that's the word I'm looking for, baseball card. Yeah. Well, Barry she Bond's was going for... Card, I think it is. Mm, I don't remember what... I mean, if it's... I don't remember what. I thought it was Barry Bonds. Might have been, uh, but yeah, and a vintage hat. Which I mean, vintage hats could actually go for a lot, um, depending on the seller. She doesn't hawk the hat though. No, no, but I mean, that's what I Kevin. Think she just takes it. She just takes it. Yeah, I guess. I think she's yeah. just being a dick on that one. But, uh, but she goes to the pawn shop, yeah. and she discovers that the card in question is reported stolen. Yeah. And not by her husband. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of super pissed now because once again, in her mind at least, Kevin has screwed her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now she has to find something else to raise the money to mm -hmm. get this guy. Mm -hmm. Which is why she meets up with. Oh no, she, that's right. She gets the pearls 
Yeah. I forget where the hell they're from. I wonder if they're in the storage unit, too. They they're in the, the storage unit. unit. That's where she takes them from. Oh, yeah, because she put them in there because Kevin apparently would call her Betty Rubble? Yeah, well, or yeah, Wilma something. Flintstone, something like, like that. Like a woman, well, uh, woman uh, Fred Flintstone. Yeah, like basically made fun of her for wearing pearls. Uh, and then also he seems to think when she when he does see her in them later on in the episode, he makes it think that, you know, they make her uppity and they make her believe that she's better than him. Yeah. Although hilariously enough, at this point in the show, Allison no longer really cares what he thinks or says. No. So she just says and does whatever she really wants. Yeah. And much to his surprise at, at some points, like I feel like he kind of doesn't realize mm. half the shit that she says to him only because he's probably not used to hearing things of that nature. Yeah. So it kind of takes him a, a minute. Yeah. Uh, there's a part where, oh, he tells her that he told the, re that the reporter said that he'll get better numbers if he says he's single. Mm -hmm. So he tells her to lie and say that he's, uh, that she's a relative of his and not his wife. Yeah. And she goes, well, being your relative is much less sad than being your wife. So yeah. no problem. And he just kind of has this look on his face like, wait a minute, what? But she's gone by that point. Yeah. I mean, like the interview with the reporter herself doesn't go the best because even though Neil, as a good assistant, should have supplied him with everything, including his hat, Neil couldn't find it. He searched high and low. But what he did bring was apparently, I guess, the bar, or one of the bars that he's super famous at, like a wing bar, uh, has or is trying to make a hot sauce based on him just named after him so yeah, this is probably one of the more actual sitcom comedic moments that i've seen throughout the entire series I even mean, though they have that one where they all get trapped in the basement that's a very sitcommy moment trapped in the basement that was in the first season they okay. all get trapped in the basement allison because that's when allison and patty go on the road trip mm. to go like get the drug like they go to get drugs mm. and they end up Kevin winds up getting trapped in the basement or trapped he, he's trapped in a basement I think a different episode is him trapped in an escape room oh that's right he builds oh, an escape room yeah. in his basement so yeah that's and he traps a bunch of people oh, down yeah. there All and right, then he so that makes sets sense. like yeah. The oven to go off yeah. so their house almost burns down mm -hmm. so but that's very like sitcom-y and uh, when he tries to look cool in his horrible looking leather jacket, jacket oh god yeah um, with a bandana that says wild dude on it just to really And it's not the... even like a real bandana. It literally no, it's looks like a like ripped a up t-shirt or something. With somebody yeah. writing in marker. Mm -hmm. wild, Worcester wild dude. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we're supposed to think, or, or no, we're not supposed to, but I mean, it's really smacking you in the face that this guy's inept at every corner of his life. But um, so he goes, as he's still continuing this interview, and trying to dip in because they're, his whole claim is that they're giving me different sauces because n no sauce is hot enough. Right. So when he goes to dip the wing in the sauce and is very messy, anybody, first of all, eating wings, I'm just, this is a stupid aside. Eating wings is not a social, should not be a social thing dating wise because it's the messiest food. So I wouldn't recommend that. Like if you're going on a date, unless I mean, you really know the person. To eat wings. He does ways. it in the most barbaric way possible. Yeah. Like he, he just sticks his whole hand. fingers in the yeah, thing. Yeah, like both hands, fingers in the sauce. 
and then the wing and yeah. then eats it. It's like, dude, just dip a little end of it in there. It's but like, Why I is mean, that so hard? then obviously not realizing that the first one that he had was probably one of the hotter ones. So he freaks out and tries to get whatever sauce he can get off of his hands, but and out of his like off of his lips, but then proceeds to, which is one of the things you should never do, just rub his eyes with the hot sauce. So Naturally. obviously he's blind. He tries to go in the kitchen, knocks himself out. Neil comes in with the tea, trips over him. So it's just a very classic blunder yes, that you, very... you would see. Slapstick sitcom. But when he asks Neil to go prepare his tea, I guess because he wants to seem civilized to the interview uh, interviewer, uh, Neil, the moment he exits the frame of where Kevin's in, that's when we see a bit of, I'm going to say the look and the feel of it is probably the first time we see Allison in the entire series where it's bleak, it's there's no soundtrack there's no sound it's just a look of ugh, like i can't even with this guy so this is the first time we're really seeing neil with yeah. a pissed off look or and at it's least interesting a confused to know because look. this is neil by himself it's neil so by like himself. every other yep. time that you've seen neil like this so mm-hmm. far in the series you're right he's with either allison or, or patty, patty. Mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense yeah but yeah this is the first time that he leaves kevin's orbit and experiences what allison experiences mm-hmm. and as a fun side note this is also the first episode or the first time in an episode with him mm. where he does the same thing allison does where kevin kind of tries to make a dig at patty and both her both allison and neil say don't say that about her they yeah. both come to Patty's defense. Mm-hmm. No, and I noticed that too. Which, which he's is... never, he hasn't done no. in the series before. No. Uh, I mean, the thing is that if they can go a little bit more on that, because what you sort of figure possibly is maybe down the line, Kevin may die, and maybe it's not going to be solely Allison or solely Patty. But maybe more and more people are just going to their side. And I do have a feeling realizing... by, the end of this, uh, by the end of the series, it's going to be everybody against Kevin, essentially. Because uh-huh. Neil is, I think, finally starting to realize, like I said at the beginning of this whole thing, that Kevin is not his friend, uh-huh. is not on his side, treats him like shit. I mean, he he was gone for, what, like a couple days? Yeah. And when he comes back, Kevin doesn't really seem all that, you know, concerned about the fact that Neil has, like, a head wound. He just sort of makes a laugh about it. And even when Neil eventually tells him, like, the reality of what happened, or at least the story about that he makes up to to cover it, Kevin still seems, like, very, just doesn't give a shit, nonchalant Mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. Again, when Neil tries to warn him about Allison, Kevin just kind of laughs it off and doesn't care. So I think this is Neil sort of realizing maybe why Allison did what she did. Maybe understanding that Kevin is not the great person he thought he was. Mm -hmm. Now that his eyes have been opened, they can't be closed again. Yeah. The fact that Kevin, especially when Neil really tries to have this one moment that I thought was going to be a, a moment of clarity for Kevin when he finally reveals your wife's trying to kill you. He says it in no uncertain terms. He doesn't. Uh, say like oh your wife's trying to do something to you and stuff he blatantly says but the thing is kevin's the type to laugh off anybody and to not only that but 
not interrupt them, but to speak over them because he thinks he knows more than them. So he's just not only laughs it off, but he's like, you know what? I, he goes as far as to say, I know that she's trying to do that. She's my wife, not thinking that he actually means your wife like, literally yeah. trying to kill you. He's uh, going, well, because again, Kevin is still in sitcom land. Mm -hmm. Kevin exists in sitcom world. That is his world. Yeah. So everything in sitcom world that gets said has some kind of deep comedic angle. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's working off of. Yeah. Neil, unfortunately, has entered the real world. So everything he says now is tainted by that. But Kevin can't understand him anymore because now they're in separate worlds. Yeah. And it's a very, it's burdensome on their friendship because Neil has this depth to him that Kevin no, doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And which we don't know if Kevin's ever had it. Because yeah. apparently Allison, this whole time until the series started, has been alone in this world. Yeah. The whole first season is basically her dragging Patty into the world. Yeah. And now the second season, or at least the first couple episodes of the second season, because it will be the final season and it has to quicken everything up, yeah. is dragging Neil in and potentially possibly the father at the end mm -hmm. into the real world. See, the funny thing... So the question becomes, A, are they going to actually kill Kevin? B, are they going to drag Kevin into the real world and that's the quote-unquote death of him? Mm. Or C, does Allison succeed in escaping and just leaving them all with the, the backlash of like, now you're stuck with him, figure out what to do? That's true. To round out sort of this episode as well, we do see, I guess, wanting to sort of reconnect with the awkward moment that uh, Patty had with uh, Tammy. Tammy. Uh, because she, Tammy goes and obviously excuses herself. And Patty, in sort of, I would think, a heartfelt moment, says, no, you could stay if you want. But she's like, well, do you want me to stay? Which is kind of a, kind of a lead-in question, I guess, in a sense. It's a test. But, uh, and Patty fails because yeah, well, she her says, answer eh. is, no, her answer is, Big pause, and then well, she, goes, she says, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, no. She says, yeah. No, I mean, I... High-pitched, yeah. no. total lie. She does say, yeah, in a very yeah. unconvincing way. Like, it's just, oh, God. So she goes, but at the towards the end of the episode, she goes to... She follows. She goes after yes, her. Yes, Patty goes to confront we, Tammy at what is apparently a funeral. Uh, well, policeman's funeral. Well, because Tammy said she had a work thing, mm -hmm. so Patty goes and realizes that it's a funeral for a policeman at a bar. Tammy's partner, mm -hmm. who Tammy was not a big fan of, and no. apparently died on the toilet, which was hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, we do see Patty open up a little bit more because. Not only is Patty going after something that she may want, which is happiness, I think everybody, or not everybody, but I mean, because Kevin seems in the perpetual world of happiness, everything's hunky-dory to him because he neglects everybody. He lives in sitcom world. And he lives in sitcom world. There but are no everybody in, sitcom world. in the real world, quote unquote, it, they want their own happiness. Allison wants her own happiness. Patty wants her own happiness, even though she's reticent to admit it. Neil has to try and figure out. Yeah, that he wants his own happiness, which I think is part of his problem at this point. But I mean, we do see because at first I thought uh, in the see the prior season that Patty wasn't sure what she wanted in terms of a relationship. Maybe she was just experimenting. But I think at least with her going after Tammy and her going with a PDA, even though it's a funeral, and actually kissing her, not like a. Not just a pack oh, yeah, or no, anything. She goes for a full-on makeout, but, which is funny because Tammy's like, we're at a funeral, man. Yeah, but the thing is, I do believe that she has 
good intentions. I think they're trying to really make her not as opaque as she once was. Like in the first season, you don't know what she is. You think that she's standoffish and maybe she's an asshole. But now I think we're seeing more of a softer side to her, maybe because she's seen some shit in the first season. She's like, all right, I've seen a lot of shit. Now, what do I want? Sometimes seeing a lot of stuff in hindsight will sort of clear things up of what you might really want in life. Here's a fun parallel I noticed while you were going through that whole thing. What? So Allison thinks that her life will be better once she gets rid of Kevin. And you notice that Tammy seems, or not Tammy, Patty Patty. seems to have the same idea once she gets rid of Allison. Mm. Like now Allison is Patty's Kevin. She has decided that she will help Allison to disappear because Mm -hmm. once Allison leaves, all her problems go with her. Yeah. Which we all know is not true. Once Allison gets away from Kevin, it's not going to be hunky-dory. Like her life's not going to be as great as she thinks it is. No. Um, Now I'm just going to say... Although I will point out very quickly that her aunt escapes in the middle of the night just takes off well your whole it's thing, thing she could do as you were watching it is like well allison could do the same thing i know i really but hate i mean again show. maybe it's just that just she stupid. needs to raise enough funds in order to get to that place that's her argument but i mean again like does she have no access to their their money at all oh wait no that's right they don't have any money I they forgot. don't have any like, money yeah, he fucked all their savings the only other thing that is kind of just like a little not to which wouldn't make any sense anyway because it's like how the hell are they still living in the house then yeah i mean the only other thing that we see during this episode is just a brief exchange with the interviewee or interviewer sorry um as she goes out to have a smoke after realizing that like she's interviewing a like a bumbling dude yes i think she just wants a break from it all yeah she recognizes another desperate man child and so she realizes or she sees that allison's about to enter get in the house i guess and um so they have a brief exchange and it just kind of it's another i guess dagger in allison's soul because allison i remember the first season talks about what she could have been um especially with and we see briefly um her former love interest which she's still trying to get in good with i don't know this seemed like a say goodbye to say Randall goodbye. type thing or whatever his name is because so in the end of the last season her and the guy from the diner whose name i can't 100 percent remember so apologies mm. i think it's reggie or randall or something like that but, his actual name is raymond but oh maybe that's why i'm thinking about maybe her. but anyway the actor raymond lee mm-hmm. he's going to be on quantum leap yep but anyway so at the end of the last season, her Allison and him had a bit of a falling out, like a huge falling out, mm-hmm. because he basically offers Allison to run away with him. Yeah. He's like, why don't you come with me? We'll get away from here. And she outright rejects him and says, mm-hmm. like, oh, like being with you would be any better than being with Kevin, mm-hmm. which to me is, again, another aspect in that brick of this show is retarded. Like you've given her an out and she still won't take it. Fine. Mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So she goes to the diner to kind of, one, because she apparently still thinks she has a part-time job there, which is insane because we haven't seen her work a day in this fucking show, except at the the liquor store where she used to work. No, she at. worked in a couple of episodes. We see her briefly working, but she did work in the diner. Well, no, this was before, yeah, before they had the fallout. Yeah. I mean, this season. Oh, she hasn't yeah. worked at all. Yeah. So she gets, she quits the liquor store last season. Mm-hmm. She gets the diner job. And then this season she hasn't worked at all. 
she goes in to talk to Raymond, not Raymond, but yeah. Raymond, and he basically says, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to work with you for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. and like, I can't help you with a pawn store because she wants to go to a pawn shop to hawk something. Yeah. And at the end of all that, she's just kind of like, well, we can still be friends, and he's like, yeah, sure, fine, but mm-hmm. I still don't want to work with you. Like, I kind of, yeah. he's he's kind of making it clear that like he doesn't really want to see her. Like, they're. They're done. Yeah. So I think that might have been his exit from the series. Could be. It could be. I mean, if they had a cameo from him, just to maybe. I mean, if he shows up in the series finale and he happens to be the one she runs away with, great. Otherwise, I don't care. Well, that's where I'm that's curious the about. I'm guessing is that he would because be the series for. is only or the season. Well, the series itself is 16 episodes. Last season was eight. This season's eight. So. I would like to think in the eighth episode that I would be actually surprised at what happens. I always like that, especially seeing as though I don't know what's going to happen. I'm curious. It'd be nice to see if at least somebody gets a happy ending, even if it's not Allison. Um, I mean, I don't think Allison deserves a happy ending. No, I don't well, think her and Kevin deserve it. I think they're both terrible people. No, and I mean, and they don't deserve it. We said this last time Neil, where maybe, if they kind of be, maybe. yeah. They might be two peas in a pod and so who knows i'd like to see where that sort of ending goes but um the last thing i'm going to say about uh just thus far these two episodes as compared to last season's eight episodes is i'm a big fan and norton knows this and i've said this on i'm sure a lot of other podcasts but i'm a big fan of slow burns last season Ugh. was a very slow burn but but uh, this season might be actually if you compare this se- by the eighth episode I'm thinking for you and maybe for me too in a sense um, because we know it's the last it's their last leg standing uh, if the creator of the show in the writer's room if they are like okay well these are all the concepts that we want to get out throughout I don't know three four or five whatever seasons it could be each episode is I guess uh, not quick enough, but it says enough so that you're like, all right, this episode interests me. This second episode, actually, I found more interesting than the first because we're now starting to see an interesting, more introspective side of Neil. So if each episode leading up to the eighth is sort of more congealed and not as slow burny, then it might be for people like Norton. Uh, actually a better season might be actually somewhat enjoyable despite mm. your protestations of it's still slow it's slow but it's AMC though it's so. still slow I mean I I will say that one of the advantages or one of the supposed advantages to having a shorter season is that you are able to pack more story into it mm-hmm. and you are able to build to a more interesting conclusion faster that's yeah. the whole point of a shorter season mm-hmm. unfortunately AMC doesn't seem to understand how slow se- short seasons work because they just take their damn time anyway mm. and then the last like two episodes is all a huge ramp yeah. like it's basically a learning curve that just all of a sudden just bam like straight up so uh, so I have a feeling this yeah. is going to be we're not going to get rampy until mm-hmm. like either the last two episodes or maybe the last three episodes yeah but it's probably going to be slow burn for the next like blah blah mm-hmm. episodes we actually we didn't actually see the the preview for the next episode no um but, but yeah I, I eh, it's still a <laughs> shitty show but the thing is that um because I didn't do it I 
didn't do it with my written reviews of this show, and uh, even though this is just podcasting between us two, I'm not gonna. I didn't do it last one that we did. So what I will do is I'm not going to give this. I'm not going to grade it by episode. I want to grade it as a whole by the time we get to the eighth episode. I think that would be the fairest assumption. Okay. Because then we'd have to say, oh, what do we grade the first episode of this season? What do we grade this one? And we only usually would do that with podcasting on movies. I mean, more I'm or less. happy to give this whole series an F. So, but that's I mean, fine it could me. surprise you. I you don't never need know. This now. This show sucks. It's not going to get any <laughs> but better. But the thing is that we're going to hear from us again this upcoming week when we do the third episode, Yay. and then the fourth episode, Yay. and the fifth, and sixth, Yay. and seventh, and eighth. So anyway, uh, it seems as though you were slightly more impressed, that's all I'm going to say, with this episode than the last. But Yes, I will say focusing on anyone else other than Allison is always nice, and getting mm-hmm. away from all the drug stupid shit is nice. So mm. I do find it interesting in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I am slightly interested to see how Allison fucks up faking her own death. Because, again, mm-hmm. she doesn't really need to do it. Yeah. But whatever. Let's so find we, out how she fucks yeah. it up. Who All knows? Right. Maybe she'll actually accidentally kill herself. Who knows? I doubt but, it. Uh, again, that's our take on... Or it's going to be one of those stupid, arty, ambivalent second, endings. Who knows? Our take on the second episode. So we'll see you around when the next episode hits. So is Norton out? Yeah, Norton's out. Kajaski's out as well. And we see you again next week.